Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coronacast, a Destiny Law podcast. Um, today we have some weekly story, we have dungeon law, and we have a bunch of questions from people, which is really great to see. Um, this week we had basically Charlemagne pop up in a time rift um, on Mars. And so while everything was Marsy, you know, um, the mine lab itself was Charlemagne and not Rasputin. So we were able to grab that. Um, I also believe that this week was the first time that we've ever heard Elsie and Mara speak directly. There was a bit of a bit of speculation toward that in D1. Um, but at this point in time, this was like the first iteration of Elsie and Mara actually speaking. A very deep conversation there um, pertaining to Anna not really being able to see what they see in terms of time. Um, there wasn't tons in terms of like massive reveals, um, though there was a fair bit in terms of Clovis basically saying, or rather confirming the idea that magic is not magic, it is simply science that is advanced. Um, Forgot to introduce, Nox is here. Uh, What's going on? I have made him research, and he has learned. Yeah, he's forcing bit. me. I'm, I'm researching right now, as he's a matter of fact. in the basement. He's in the basement. He's reading the law. Uh, we are seeing how that goes. I'm in the lower dungeon. <laughs> dungeon, oh dear. Um, yeah, so basically, Marge is restored. We kind of start up the network there to a degree. Um Clovis is his usual self of being a little bit of a shitter. Yeah. Um, I go deeper into it, but people, at this point, you play the game. Play the game. You know things. Um, Clovis basically goes like, what a fully operational woman could do in the wrong hands could be catastrophic. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's kind of leading up to what Clovis might try and do or did try and do previously. Um using Rasputin as what he very much self-admits to, a tyrant. Um, admittedly, I didn't do much research today, so I've been busy with work. So I'm basically just looking over an Astacross video and just skipping through it, um, see if there's any particular story bits that are actually momentous. Um, Yeah, there's not there's nothing nothing particularly of note if you play the game and listen to it. I'd go more deep into it, but I really haven't prepared. Um, that's where Nox comes in. Yeah. Oh, we, we're gameplay going wise, right yeah. To the dungeon law. Oh, even even then, gameplay wise, yeah. I am the nerd and not the game nerd. I'm the law nerd. Um. Yeah. Then we go Operation Diocles and take an alternate room. Try and get in. Astrocross is failing. Um, yeah, Clovis basically says like the hive barriers are basically casmere fields. Um, and I did have something for this. I did have a note for this, but I didn't really research it much. Um, the casmere effect is a physical force acting on the macroscopic boundaries of a confined space, which arises from the quantum uh fluctuations of the field basically physical barrier um and yeah reaffirming that 
magic is simply science we are too primitive to understand. Um, yeah, quite a quite a nice reveal. Well, not reveal inherently, but something we've more or less suspected and kind of been told. Yeah. Uh, Anna goes over how she's expecting Rasputin, uh, not Rasputin, sorry, uh, Clovis to basically just stab her in the back. She knows he's going to try and betray her at some point, but she's willing to risk it for Rasputin. Um, the dungeon came out this week. Well, was it last week or was it this week? I think it was last week. Same it was difference. the first week of the season. Yeah. First Friday. First Friday, Saturday. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was, like the, it was the first week of the season, yeah. Um. Yeah. Would you like to go over the armor, armor and weapon law? Yeah. Give me a second. I'm finishing reading the uh, bond right now. No worries. I should have got him in the dungeon earlier. Right. Though I did mention it to him a couple of days ago. I'm not, not too fussed. Um, yeah. The What I can start with for the dungeon law is that the people in the dungeon, well, not in the dungeon, but people, the people in the law basically are protecting the dungeon after it comes up. Um, essentially they are I'm not sure exactly if they're bribed but Text Mechanica has custom made these items for them yeah so, mm. um, and that is what the TM is for like trademark Text Mechanica and they are custom made for these people that Anna has hired to take over the dungeon before we get to it so let me see I'm going to read the lore real quick. All right. So the names for each of the, uh, each of the armor pieces, that's the name of the guardian that was wearing it inside the, uh, the lore. I just realized that. Oh, that's interesting. Cause for the warlock TM Moss, Moss oh, was actually, wearing yeah, this. That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, because it's stuff that they that was custom made for them. Trademark. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So there is Moss, uh, Cogburn, and Cogburn and Anna. Herp. Uh, Herp. Cogburn, Herp, Cogburn and, and Moss. And Moss. Yeah. Okay. So three. That three was the, the fire Anna. team right there. Okay. And from yeah. what I was reading, it seems like. Moss was pretty much a new light. Sort of. Just yeah. rezzed. He seems like a new light, but he also is in very in tune. He's very in tune with his ghost. He's very in tune with his ghost, but not so much with the light. Hmm. Like the only yeah. time inside the lore that I saw him or read him using the light was when he, I, it seems like he accidentally activated his Nova Warp Super. Oh no, the ghost. To cover them as they were leaving. I did read this bit. The ghost, he, he gets disabled, so he can't physically cast Nova Warp, but the ghost casts it for him, which is something in D1 that basically was like suspected, but wasn't inherently confirmed as something. Okay, so be... the ghost could cast your abilities for you. Yeah, in this instance, you. yeah. Yeah. Through you. And he is also getting like a visual feed from his ghost. I think he yeah. is Moss an Exo? I think Moss is an Exo, yeah. Okay. He was he worried about the EMP that was going to come from the pillory. Yeah. And Anna was pretty much like, no, the EMP isn't going to affect you. You'll be fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's definitely an XO then. Yeah. I didn't read if he had a number next to his name. One of the things that I love about this this particular part of the lore is that Anna's holding a sunsetted weapon. 
Which one? 18 Kelvins, the sidearm. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. That is one of her weapons, yeah. One of I her mean, weapons technically, the... I don't know if sunsetting is inherently something that in- exists in law. <laughs> sunsetting uh, isn't canon, but it's my Sunsetting canon. isn't canon, but it's, yeah. It is funny, though. 18, 18 Kelvins, fun sidearm. Oh, it is. I was using it the other day. Nice. Um, yeah, so are there any particular things of note with the law, like, in her the dungeon? Um, aside from Aram- Aramis going in there, hopping around, telling us not to make the same mistake she did. Yeah. Um, it very much seems like she's on a redemption path. Which, I, I mean, don't mind. The only thing that I can see of note is that Anna's pretty much paying this fire team to almost mm. protect her, I guess, while she's going to investigate what's going on with this uh, pillory outpost. Yeah, that's cool. Or, uh, yeah. Spire, I mean, I mean. Yeah, pillory outpost, spire thing. Same difference. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, one of the other things with the dungeon that is mentioned in the dungeon itself is that it is the Ishtar Corporation and like Clovis working, or the, Clo- the Clovis Bear Corporation and Ishtar working together, whereas previously, or at least at a point in time, they were basically sworn enemy corporations. Yeah. R- rival companies. Um, and yeah, it's quite interesting there because like Clovis stole the Vex gate. Well, he, he stole the Vex that made the Vex gate for him to get to Volantis. Which, like, you know, if, if you're going so far as corporate subterfuge, I'm wondering when this was worked on. Um, True. And was it before or after that occurrence? They were definitely rival companies, though. Um, and it's weird that they work together, but it makes sense. Um, I'm trying to think of anything particular from the dungeon law in, in the dungeon itself rather than just the weapons. Do the weapons have any law of note? Uh, nothing I could particularly understand. Not that I was really concentrated on it. Let yeah. me, I'm going to look it up real quick. I'm yeah, already sure. in the game anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's start with the scout rifle if I can find it. There it is. Um, I mean, you, you guys can read this stuff yourself. Um, yeah, you y'all read be, it. I'm too lazy. <laughs> or else you'll go in the dungeon. Um, yeah, so the hierarchy of needs. We'll look at that first. Hierarchy of needs. Yeah, I need to. I haven't read okay. the lore on that. Oh one. yeah. So there's something about Soteria, um, which is an AI. Actually, yeah. Sorry, there is actually a lot in the dungeon. Um, the potential colonization of Neo Um So there's a fleet named Echo. I think I may have mentioned this last week. But there's a fleet named Echo whose mission was to colonize the Andromeda Galaxy, running multiple test scenarios. You know, to see how it will run. Um, Soteria is an AI that has origins with the Bray Corporation and she runs the Echo operations and simulations um, she's noticed an anomaly and classifies it as Egyptian which is interesting because you know Black Fleet pyramids yeah. um, Soteria classified the anomaly as a threat to the preservation of humanity as Rasputin kind of did probably written with similar or the same protocols and she la- she launched the fleet the echo fleet early and it kind of implies that this happens right before the collapse which is again why i'm wondering when this was built the black fleet caught wind of this caused the fleet to fail the echo fleet crashing down into quote azure clouds um because i am colorblind not actually colorblind azure is a 
bluish color, basically. Yeah. Does that remind you of Neptune? Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, most of Ceteria was separated in the, from them in the crash. Um, the law describes them now as hidden and slowly deteriorating into obscurity. So the separation of the AI from, you know, the Echo Fleet. Um, yeah. I'm reading the lore for the hierarchy of needs right mm -hmm. now, and it seems like part of Soteria, the AI, yeah, is in the bow itself. That's interesting. That is, yeah. This one line it it says, I swear anything lines. sentient yeah. has a chance to wind up as a weapon around that guardian, that guardian being <laughs> us. Actually, that's a good point. Is that, is that Banshee or Clovis saying that? Or Banshee? I think that's Anna. Oh, from Anna Bray. Yep, here we go. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I've got like 20 tabs open at this point. Yeah, okay. The new scout says that Soteria wanted to send out the Echo ships early. Clovis protested it. Um, we know that Rasputin also sent out the colony ships from the Cosmodrome early, overriding Malhayati. Yeah. Uh, Clovis executed a pillory command that stops and jails Soteria while returning the Echo ships at the same time as like the Black Fleet is trying to stop them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one piece of her fell into the Azula skies. My thinking is that that's probably how, you know, Neo Muna was sort of like progressed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are also a few things on Maya Sundaresh, who has a lot of stuff in Vex law, which is quite interesting in this regard, because she's actually mentioned in the dungeons war tabs and it's entirely possible that it was founded by Maya Sundaresh who was working on you know the Vex and that may even be the reason like they, they might be hunting for her if she's yeah she was the founder of the future war cult oh yeah which uh, basically used Vex technology to look into the future pretty much yeah now I'm looking at the lower of the sidearm from the dungeon right now mm. and I can't make Head north, you can't, make, you can't make heads or tails. Liminal vigil. Here we go. Um, recovered mission transcript 777. I am the watcher. Oh, those sent into night, their path traced out of harm. A thousand times I've dreamt it, a thousand more to quell alarm. There is no time of danger for those within my watch. Every night, each night till delivered, my Virgil restarts. That doesn't that's weird it's... rhyming structure because it stops rhyming. Yeah. For R, I see what you see now. It is calling. That sounds to me, um, it's recovered from the fire team. Because I think they died to the Watcher. And I think R is Rasputin. He's signed things with R before. Okay. Um, so I think that's probably the Watcher basically saying, like, I see what you see. I have this enlightened vision. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, the, the Maya Sundaresh is mentioned in the Scout Rifle. Um, let me see. Yeah. Plotting current insights to turn approaches. Executing Watchtower AI reintegration. Sorry, I'm just I'm just going over this. Basically, like the Soteria is arguing with Clovis Bray. Yeah. Clovis basically partitions her out. And Ah, here we go. From Maya Sundaresh in the Corinthian site, Saturn. 
re oh she resigns from the Ishtar Collective. Ah, that's interesting. So yeah, she probably leaves then and then goes to found Neomuna. Yeah. You had no right to install the pillory inclusion without my express consent. You think just because I'm not physically standing in front of you, you can ignore me. The Ishtar Collective will not work with backstabbing egotists. Go profanity blocked yourself. <laughs> Go profanity blocked yourself. Oh, that's literally what it says. I know, the, I, I read the, it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, I've read the Seraph Cipher to a long degree. Uh, that was a whole trip. So, looking at the machine gun. Bray, Pillar, Claw, Core, Spire, Ishtar, Birth, Echo. Yep. Yeah. Myers under Ash. Um, has the security teams ready? Remove the Orga Mine from suspension. And then she calls us a Terrier. Trying to think here. Yeah. Andromeda Galaxy, several million habitable worlds, 2.5 million light years. 2.5 million light years. Uh, 2.5 in years. That is, oh, I mean, okay. I was, I'm dumb <laughs> because I was going to look up, like, you know, how many years is 2.5 million light years? It's just over 2.5 million years. I'm stupid. Oh, dear. So we see Andromeda as a galaxy as it was 2.5 million years in the past. That's actually quite interesting um, in terms of not necessarily final shape or anything to that degree. Um, but yeah, the yeah that's, that's quite interesting because if they were trying to colonize it, they would have seen it billions of or millions of years in the past. Um, to a certain point the yeah but confirmed potential egyptian on the terminus horizon the machine gun that is reasonable yeah. yep um yeah the armor law goes over like the different fire team members trying to protect it and i think they die that's kind of why we get the armor i'm assuming they die yeah i'm assuming they die um I don't think we'll meet them. But Anna also hasn't mentioned them. Yeah, that's true. Unless, unless yeah. It's kind of hoping that blue uh, mm. machine gun that was mentioned in the lore would have lore itself, but nah. I don't think so. I doubt it. It doesn't. I'm looking Blues at it right Blues usually don't get lore, I think. I think. Blues haven't got lore, at least. No, Blues, no. Um... That's a theory on Stratus. Yep. Let's let's ignore that one. So, how long have we been going for? It's been. I can't actually tell from here. I can't tell either. When was it? When did I send you the message? Let's see. Eight fifteen. We've been going on for like four uh, thirty minutes. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Uh, do we want like there's not there's not tons this week. Do we want to get to Discord questions? Yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, cool. Um, what is the species Eva hunted down from Liz? So I'm going to be totally honest. I don't know exactly what this is meant to mean. I don't know what this means at all. So if I go Eva, uh, 
Uh, I'll, I'll, I think Leah's in, I'll ask her right now. I don't think she's online, but... Eva oh. Levante? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while I wait for her, if she responds, is Eva's journey, which is just a pain to read because there's, there's nine entries. I don't really want to go through them all. Um... Yeah, there's there's not all that much. I can't really see this invisible scars. Tess was just doing test stuff. Hmm. They did the dawning without me. That's funny. Now they're doing the dawning with her. But also that was in Season of the Forge, like a couple of years ago. Actually, oh, that's okay. when I started playing the game. Exactly think, when the dawning was. I out. think I started playing back in Arrivals. Oh yeah, nice. So, the next thing on on the questions, it's just in the law chat uh, thing here, just because I didn't know if people were able to type in the Chronocast recording section. What is no, the I recipe? Just us. Drifter used to cook and eat fallen from Dub P. How's it? I'm not exactly sure how it's said. The recipe? Oh no. Yeah. What is the recipe Drifter used to cook and eat fallen? Now, this is the point in time where I pull up my spreadsheet from a couple of years ago with all of the mentioned foods in Destiny. Yes, I have the spreadsheet. No, I did not make it, but I probably <laughs> will keep to updating it if I can be bothered. Um, Drifter is mentioned in terms of food three times, as at least as of a couple of years ago. So... He refers to crawdad stew when making a, quote, similar dish. So he's referring to crawfish. I know a few things about that because that's a staple where I live. Oh, yeah. Well, it's fun. Um, sounds a mite dangerous with Big Daddy Callus parking right over the moon. Oh, dear. Wait, was oh, that? I, These I, questions are going to get worse and worse. <laughs> Idolon Pursuant Bond. Uh, let's see here. Idolon Pursuant Bond? Or, let me that's... look it up. Season of the Haunted. Oh, hold on. It's yeah, mentioned it in Season of the... Maybe this has been updated recently. Hmm, interesting. It said it hadn't been for two years, so... Apparently. Apparently it has. That's nice. Let's see. Are there any... Oh, here we go. Drifter stands over a hazardously large fire, scooping some sweet-smelling funk of a stew from a cauldron-like vessel of hive design. Eris's face scrunches as he places a chunky bowl of thick grayish brown potage in her hands. Eris tests the temperature and flavor of this, quote, food against her lips. It is something like the stinking brined cheeses Ikora had given her on her last visit to the city, uh, earthy, etc. Things were connected. I'm assuming that's about Netherrack, but I may be wrong. Yeah. I don't know, pursuant. Oh god. Oh, yeah, it's it's big. It's a lot. Found it. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. You have cooked me rotted screams. Oh, and then Drifter says, "What? I wouldn't feed you that crap. You never had crawdad stew or a close cousin to it. Little swamp shrimps. You dig? It's a delicacy. I do a Drifter impression, but my voice will die. You dig? It's a delicacy. There you go." 
Uh, yeah, so that's quite interesting. Little swamp shrimps. I would imagine... Oh, yeah, and then she's no longer stressed about it after she closes her eyes and tries to sip it without, you know, stressing over it, thinking it screams. Thank you, it is good. I suppose that's something. Um, swamp shrimps. I would imagine those would be from the throne world. I'm assuming, yeah. Which is kind of worrying. <laughs> um, I love how yeah, sorry. Drifter, Drifter refers to us as Hotshot Hero. Yeah, you know, we, we've had other titles. I prefer Hotshot Hero or the Young Wolf, frankly. Yeah. So looking here, there are, there's also Drifter being kind of gross with the stew. Another stew, rather. Uh, find all. Sorry, I have a find thing in the spreadsheet. Come on. Find it. Yeah, just. Here we go. Yeah. Calamity Rig Boots, which is from Beyond Light. And I don't want to read this whole passage out. It's not very long. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, if people want to pull it up, they can do so. Uh, what's it called? Uh, the Calamity Rig Boots. From Beyond Light? Yep. And it basically describes Drifter. Like, they say you can't run from what's coming. They obviously haven't seen old Drifter turn on the jets. Kind of implies he's able to run, which, you know, makes sense. Light bearer. Being one of the light's chosen... Uh, you know what, I'm going to read it all. It's like five lines. Being one of the light's chosen blessed babies... Blessed magic babies means you do, means you always come back with what you lost. So if frostbite's weighing on your mind lately, put it aside. Ain't that it don't hurt. I mean, it hurts, but comes a time you can lose a toe and not think twice about it, aside from figuring you could drop enough to make a stew. You can't, if you're asking. What I'm saying is, you can walk the edge if your feet are tough enough, or to be high up enough that you can see what's on both sides before you jump. Before you decide which one to hop down to. You get me? If you follow the drifter, don't wear your nice shoes. Kind of implies that he was either trying to chop his own toes off or will chop random guardian's toes off for stew and came to the eat. conclusion that you can't do so. Kind of implies also that he'd just take people's toes for fun because they can do so without repercussion. That's a bit, that's a bit, uh, huh. <laughs> Sus. That's a bit um, sus. There's also the Bun Me Burgers, which, you know, doesn't actually involve cooking the Fallen. I think I don't think that's ever really been described. I don't think Bungie would go to that length. I don't think Bungie would do that, no. But he he's basically said that he'd never eat Guardian. I think he tried it once, and he said he'd never do it again, not because of the, the taste, but because they're basically dead. We're basically dead. We're not actually alive. That's true. We're just being reanimated by the light. Yeah. Um, the Bun Me Burgers, of which I've actually made multiple times, and they have been a smash hit. Um, those were served at his bar on Felwinter's Peak. He's given the recipe to Eva, and that's kind of what was like listed in the official book. And the reason I have this spreadsheet is because I was going to rewrite a book myself, because I saw a bunch of stuff that was pretty much recipes pulled from real life that they just like themed with destiny names. Like, some of them are uh, totally viable, but other ones are just food with a destiny name. 
just uh, food. Yeah, well, they're just, they're just food with a Destiny-style name, and it really bothered me. So I wanted to actually gather up everything that was mentioned and do, like, a drifter-style approach of, like, this is how you cook it. But the official cookbook, you know, if you're looking for Destiny, at least some of the, some of which are Destiny stuff, you know, you, you can pick that up. I also have a bunch of the cookies from the Dawning, some of which are from there. But I have a list of every single cookie, aside from Finch's cookie, which, you know, I'll eventually get to, just finding an analogous one to that. But if anybody wants the actual uh, recipes for Dawning cookies, hit me up on Discord, uh, in the chron Chronophobia Discord. Uh, yeah, that's probably the best way to reach me. They don't necessarily always respond to respond to friend requests, but yeah, hit me up if you want any Dawning cookie recipes. Um, let's see here. Are entities like the Traveler and the Witness directly created by the Gardener and Winnower, or were they byproducts of them? Oh dear, this is a can of worms. So, oh, uh, okay, opening the can of worms. Basically, the Gardener and the Winnower are the ontological forces, oh, rather, they are names for the ontological forces of the light and the dark. The, like, imagine, I think literally the example given is gravity. Imagine, like, light and gravity and dark and time and space, like, things of nature that we cannot inherently change. Names for the forces of nature, pretty much. Yeah, basically, yeah. So the Gardener and the Winnower are like analogous to how the darkness wanted to describe to us. I think it was literally the darkness because it is still up for debate as to who was talking to us in Arrivals now that the Witness has been shown because we can't, like I'm assuming it is the darkness itself, which is quite yeah. interesting. But we do know that the Traveler itself also has a consciousness and has talked to people even when it was like supposedly not malfunctioning, but when the Traveler was seen as like in a coma before it woke. And that was quite good to see in terms of like Clovis Law, Alpha Lupi in D1. But the Gardener and the Wheeler are just names. As for the ontological forces we do know that the Traveller was many, not many Travellers previously, but there were many Travellers, and now it is just one. Which kind of also... Bunch of balls flying in the sky. Yeah, there were, there were lots of balls, and they probably uplifted plenty of civilizations. We know that the Hive have been around for billions on, upon billions of years. So the Traveller, entirely plausible. It, there were multiple Travellers, or... I mean, I imagine it's just the one. At this point, I think even further down than the billions and billions, like it is the ontological force at the birth of life itself, at the birth of like anything. Imagine the destiny version of the Big Bang, kind yeah. of where the timeline splits off is like 2014. But yeah, I think 2014 is when like the Traveler Court came to the system in Destiny, and that's kind of like where things kick off for the however many years we get the. Uh, golden Age and then the Collapse. Yeah. But yeah, the law's been a little bit patchy as to who was actually talking as to whether it was the winner or sorry, as to as to whether it was the, the darkness or the witness. 
but I imagine it was the darkness itself because the witness A hadn't really been formulated at that point to the to a full degree. Uh, and also it talks about things that kind of come up something previous to the witness really like if we defeat the witness we could defeat the ontological force of darkness which throws everything out of balance because if nothing dies there and nothing necessarily has consciousness everything is kind of you know iffy for lack of more descriptive swear words the yeah it's a little bit patchy the witness is not the the darkness though it is using the darkness as a cloak i think mara said that during the worm mission evil where the darkness is a cloak does that kind of thing yeah do you have any anything to add to that any questions about that because i could probably no. talk about that for a bit um Liz hasn't got back to me. That's fine. I might try and look at that a bit later or answer that in another episode. Do we know whether or not Rasputin fired on the Traveler? I know that he had plans to, but I don't know if he did. Rasputin, and I can say this confidently, he planned to fire on the Traveler, but did not do so. Yeah, I don't think... Hmm. I don't ever remember him actually shooting the Traveler. No, he, he definitely planned to do so, but didn't do it. Um, Rasputin... What would he have done? Shot a warsat at the Traveler? Oh, multiple warsats. Not even, like, shot at the Traveler, but, like, beams. And then... Knowing Clovis probably taken the place of the Traveler as, like, over the city. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like... Probably developed as a rival to the Traveler by Clovis... Especially after Clovis is basically proven to be a maniac in many facets. There are other people that have kind of covered what Clovis has done, but to give the cliff notes of what Clovis has actually done, he gave exotest subjects multiple arms just to see what would happen. Uh, of course, they ripped their arms off and tore the rest of their limbs off from memory. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there were tons of things. He killed his own granddaughter in order to stop her remembering like what happened in terms of like fucking over the exos and fucking over her. Yeah. Clovis mm. was just he's a psycho. He made Anna believe or oh sorry, I think I don't know if he made Anna believe, but I know that we believed for a long period of time that Anna was an adopted daughter. But no, he just cheated on his wife. Clovis. Yeah, Clovis cheated on his wife, and Anna is Elsie's half-sister. Um, looking at the different things for Rasputin, I'm just going to type Control-F, shoot. Here we go. Uh, no, that's... Almighty. Uh, shot. That was... No, that's just something the Romanov family. But yeah, Rasputin didn't shoot the Traveler, but definitely planned to. And I'm like 90% sure that will be covered in this season because I think Rasputin is going to need to have 
especially if we get an actual exo Rasputin, at least in some form, he will basically need to say... Hey, I'll be right back. Yeah, no worries. Um, he'll basically need to say, like, hey, I'm really sorry for what I've done, and I'm sorry that I had all of these weapons I was using, going to use, going to shoot down the Traveler, but didn't. Uh, probably going to apologize for Fellwinter. Um, we'll, we'll have to see how that picks up with the Thor when we get the Seraph Station in, for me, literally three days, two, three days, like three full days. I wake up in the morning of the 11th, uh, morning of the 21st. We'll get revision zero then. That would be quite nice. Probably get a bunch of stuff on the Seraph Station above Earth, which is quite big. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of other questions and also look for other questions because it was a little bit painful with conversation. In between the questions, no pressure to anyone actually making conversation. But yeah, also, yeah, just to reiterate on the point while Mox is away, uh, if anyone wants recipes, just in general, I, I cook lots of recipes about things and also Destiny recipes. The cookie recipes if you want to bake something hit, hit us up on the chronophobia discord which i'm sure everyone that currently listens is in but share it rate it five stars get it out there give it a sentence review reviews i think help more than ratings so do that i'll try and find a way to aggregate those and we can read those out thank everyone for it uh in terms of setting up a way of donating if people choose to donate I don't, I don't know if that's really going to happen at this point, but there is a Ko-Fi set up. Currently, PayPal is not accepting things, so that might be a little bit of a hindrance, at least over the holidays or something. But I'll see about setting up Ko-Fi if people want to donate and actually so we can hire, like, probably somebody to write a jingle uh, artwork because at the moment it's just an AI-generated clock for the thing. Yeah, if people want to help out, that'd be lovely. Have this become a little bit more high budget. How durable slash strong are the named guardians? Uh, according to Anonymous, named guardians like the guardian... Yeah, okay. Named guardians like the guardian, Saint-14, Osiris, etc. are durable enough to, you know, shrug off planet-destroying blasts and other similar things. Uh, I mean, Osiris is probably the most powerful warlock and was only more powerful when he came to be like, empowered by Sagira when Sagira was killed by the High Celebrant. But, you know, we've also been beaten to death by getting stabbed, beaten to death by completely normal beings. It's a bit hard to kill ghosts, but there is solid lore as to how to kill a ghost. No, I think there there is yeah there is solid lore as to how to kill a ghost, which is basically like high impacts because you can nuke a ghost from space. You can just smash a ghost with a cabal drop pod, which kind of doesn't work in game at the moment, but kind of wish it did. Some people shouldn't be staying in drop pods. Uh. Yeah, there's no real such thing as scaling in Destiny, but yeah, it's not Dragon Ball, and it's quite difficult. Yeah, 
fifth Sigma Guardian. Actually, yeah, Ikora is power scaled. Uh, Ikora is a fifth Sigma Guardian herself, but points out that a power scale is meaningless when the measured quantity is paracausal. That's fun. I think that's in the Witch Queen Collector's Edition law, which everyone can go read. And it's quite long. It tells about how Stasis got nerfed in law. It deliberately nerfed itself. We see in the Red War, Zavala can be killed by Thresher missiles during the House of Rain fight. Uh, Saint needs a bubble to survive a fallen attack and doesn't have inherent durability. He was going to fail there, uh, off the top of my head. Fellwinter was bit slapped so hard he got decapitated. So yeah, like, power scaling doesn't really work, and we can die pretty damn easily. Uh, if there's any other questions, I'm not sure if Nox is back yet. I am here. You are back. Lovely. Who makes the jump ships? Who makes the jump ships? Yep. And, uh, you know, they're faster than light engines. We know that much. There's a good explanation for faster than light engines in The Expanse, but that's a whole can of worms. Ten, ten books, multiple graphic novels. Jump ships are propelled by NLS drives near light speed. Uh, off the top of my head, yes. Near light speed, yeah. You know, making another star system a tricky proposition, presumably. Sparrows also use these same drives. Uh, it could be nonlinear space. Sorry, I'm basically looking over these questions, thinking of things and also looking at answers at the same time, because I've looked this up. The Vanguard doesn't want you to know if you can turn a sparrow's throttle all the way up to, to enter space without a jump ship. <laughs> <laughs> I think your Guardian would be disintegrated if you tried to mm. go light speed without a ship. Mm. Yeah, the collapse. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I know the, the expanse has stuff for drives. It does depend on the ship, though, because there are different. It's the Arcadian class, which is Golden Age tech. Uh, and we barely got to the tower. Yeah, barely. Uh, yeah, I think Amanda... it was falling apart by the time we got there. Hmm. Amanda grips about Hake's aerospace engineering in the Mandate of Strength lore tab. The Duality Dungeon added... Uh... Oh yeah, sorry. That's Yeah, it's from Duality. Mandate of Strength. Yeah, she's, she's complaining about Hake's engineering. Fair enough. It's, the, it's a prototype of their new fighter that could potentially come into play with Lightfall. The Hawk is the kind of jump ship Amanda flies, and it's used in the city and even by dead orbit. They're definitely produced in the city, but we don't know who produces them. Uh, there's a few others here. There are player ships with the same airframe. The last wish ship is two but it's slightly different. The Radiant Estipita was created by the Traveler. Technically not a foundry or anything like that, but, you know. The yeah, the one foundry. you get from the Hawkmoon quest. Yep. That one's... Radi Radiant Estipita is basically like an ornate fighter jet if nobody's seen it before. Yeah. Um, Golden Age ships are doing quite well. but I mean, it's possible that we can't even harness that technology. Like, we were, we were sending people out millions of light years out. So at this point in time... We may not have full capacity to do so. 
again, and we might have to see how well ships hang out getting out of the solar system if we try later on. Braytech made a few ships. Um, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, are there any other questions here? Can Guardians become Taken? No. The implied I think I asked no. this before. Like, can Taken become Guardians? Also no. I think I think you did actually ask at some point, did, can Guardians become Taken? I think taken? I asked last episode. Well, I'm glad you're here. If Oryx could take a Guardian. So, let's see. I don't really think, like, like really, realistically, no. It would probably take a very high amount of power. Yeah. They're dead. Dead things can't be touched by the dark. Yeah. Whisper bosses. Yeah, the whisper bosses are kind of weird because they were brought back by... Yeah, Zol brought them back with necromancy. Which kind of implies... Yeah. Wish magic bends the rules in terms of like the scorn. Do we have any taken scorn? Taken scorn? No, I've never no. seen them. Which is interesting because scorn are reanimated, fallen. But are they like? I think they stay dead in a way. And I think every every time, yeah, every time that they revive, they are slightly more iffy every time. Aside from Fickerel, who I'm sure if Snobby listens to this, he will just cream. Yeah, yeah, the light can't the light can't be taken. That's basically the way to, yeah. Uh, about any others, I do have a list here. What areas is the average guardian allowed to go to? Here we go. So, Europa is kind of up in the air as to whether that's restricted. Logically speaking, Mars and the Throne World were locked down hard, but they've been relaxed. Um. I'd imagine, because you know, you send people, kind of keep the territory. I mean, the, the yeah, the wellspring, literally, like posed as a sort of maintenance that guardians continually do. I think so. The, the vanguard definitely sends like at least half qualified groups to defend it. There's definitely normal patrol beacons out in the throne world right now. Hmm. I don't know if that's just Bungie being Bungie or yeah, same difference really. Yeah. The Black Guardian was lost to us for a time, so we couldn't visit. I'm just trying to think of like different destinations. The Leviathan has teams that go hit it. Uh, it's not restricted, but it's probably advisory that you don't send new Guardians there. Um, yeah. Can humans that have been turned into Exos become Guardians? Huh. No, okay. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. King Guardians that have died because they became Exos. Yeah, same difference. I'm sure people get it. The thing is there is that, like, the process is fatal to have your mind transferred to an Exo body. There's no records of a human and Exo version both being revived. You know, the, the quote, soul went to the Exo. Both might make good candidates, but you know, there's no double resurrections like this. Um, other locations around the system, 
to kind of backtrack ever so slightly, the Tangled Shore got cleared out by the Awoken fleet, so we no longer visit it. Like, academically, we could, but there's no reason to. Moon was listed on a low priority until Shadowkeep, but it's not restricted. Earth, of course, isn't restricted. Mercury, Titan, and Io are basically just gone and inaccessible. The Dreadnoughts around there, but I don't think... Yeah, the modern the modern Crucible map is not there. It's a simulation. Yeah, just like the... Mentioned... Yeah. The... Uh... Titan Gambit map as well. Yeah, yeah, Gambit. And the Titan Crucible and the Titan map. Pacifica? Yeah. This and... different yeah. I think yeah. the Lord uh... Tab mentioning it was like the simulations. I think Elsie and Honor simulated a squash court. I don't exactly remember when what Lord Tab that was in. I think it's something it's definitely something from this season. The Cosmodrome is a weird edge case of eh, I don't know. Because there's a lot of weird kind of weird stuff going on in the timeline. I think the Cosmodrome isn't restricted. It's not restricted. It's just, I mean, new, new I mean, lights considering, are waking up there. Yeah, there's so. constantly new lights coming from the Cosmodrome. Mm. I would think Zavala or the Vanguard is sending more experienced Guardians over to the Cosmodrome to watch over the new lights. Yeah, I mean, almost like pretty much anything that happens in the game also happens in the lore. Yeah. As to whether or not it's written down. Like, we dance as Guardians, and the Cabal are really confused with it. I mean, we throw ourselves off the tower for fun. Mm. And that's in the lore. Mm. I mean, you can hear the NPCs talking about, oh, yeah. a warlock just screamed something and then fainted. Mm. I mean, I think I mentioned it. I mentioned it last week, but was it? No, it wasn't Shayara. The Praxic Warlock, that's not Shayara. The the one that was chasing Osiris. Oh, I forgot her name. Anor. Yeah, Anor, Anor yeah. when she was resurrected many, many years ago, basically was trying to, like, she was crying under a bus. New lights will be new lights. Looking here... I mean, I'd I, imagine a real new light would be scared out of their mind. Oh, 100%, yeah. I mean, you've just been working up. There's multiple um, variations of this like where new lights pretty much die after not doing anything and then they learn to fight pretty damn quickly yeah let's see here uh yeah so the, going back a little bit more clovis admits that using the destructive scan was him indulging uh it's not inherently necessary but did not believe that scanning down to the details in the neuron microtubules, which is what made it fatal, was needed. He did it anyway because he want, he didn't want to do any of the process half-assed. And yeah, so the, the intent behind the fatal methodology was fidelity. Basically get down like the finest detail, even if it killed the person, and eventually, you know, himself... <laughs> Yeah, he's not he's not killing subjects for fun, even even though it might seem like something Clovis would do. I think he probably like he's making super duper sure that the exo scan is done properly, possibly in part due to like a humanity reason because his own son had that happen to him. Even if he admits his own son was to to get further into the Clovis train, Clovis gave his own family a 
disease that, like, inc- I think it was an incurable disease that basically killed them, caused genetic degeneration, so that he would, he wanted to be the last universal common ancestor. He he was not a nice guy for intents and purposes. Not all intents and purposes, but for at least some intents and purposes. He watches his scientists test a pill containing enough nutrients that people won't need to eat for years. It makes them swell and painfully explode, and he's completely disgusted. Yeah. I won't read what I just read, because that's that's not not overly safe for the podcast. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't see any other questions. Factual theories on what happened during the collapse. That's that's a whole lightfall level kind of thing. We know at least some people were there. Soteria was there, detected the pyramids, like years and years prior. Sent the information to Rasputin. Yeah, there's there's a whole thing. I'll go more into the persona law tabs uh, after we get the end of the seasonal story. I'll probably recap everything. Try and do all that. How long has it been, Nox? It's been like an hour, maybe? Uh, I, I don't I know. Give you... me a second. I, it's been an hour since I sent you the surf entries. I think it's probably been about 50 minutes, maybe? Uh, let me look. We'll look at the DM right now. Mm. Oh, yeah. It, it's been like about an hour, yeah. Okay. Um, if I can't find any more questions, I think, I think we'll wrap up. Yeah. Can a guardian who died a final death be raised by a new ghost as if they were a new guardian? That's something I've been wondering too. Oh, okay. Well, kind of yes, but they wouldn't remember anything because every time that a new guardian is raised, even it was as... It's not happened in law yet, but I don't see why not. The ghosts seem to have, instead of just like a particular person, it seems to be... I don't want to compare it to a magnet, but imagine like having an inkling of who the right person is. Uh, I'd also, I'd use the love comparison, but people have different philosophies on love. Um, Cogburn's ghost from, from the dungeon lore. Oh yeah, go ahead. The armor lore. uh, Literally said, you're the closest thing I could get to a cabal. Really? He said that to his, uh, the the ghost said that to his guardian. That's interesting. Does that mean that the cabal are technically also worthy? Which, you know, kind of, kind of is implied by default. I mean, if we could... It'd be cool if we could get Cabal Guardians to be on our side. Also, it's Considering the Cabal are our ally them, now. Uh, or rather, there's... Oh, sorry. There, there's Westerns by, like, people named Brett Cogburn. It's like a Western novel. Um, toughest movie characters of all time. We're, get, we're getting way out of this, but I want to know where this Cogburn thing comes from because I'm pretty sure, like, de- the Destiny devs are, lo- are absolute nerds. The... Yeah. Anna's carrying two primaries, which is fun. Double primary matter, yeah. Let's see. Sorry, I should, I should just be searching this on Ishtar. Cogburn Cabal. So you're the, you're the closest thing I could get to a cabal. That's quite interesting, because that kind of implies, like, 
he wanted to resurrect a cabal. What? Which uh, was it on? It was on the legs. I forgot. I am actually out of the game now. Oh, okay, that's fine. You should be using Ishtar. I come really down, should come be. down to the dungeon. Um, let's see, the Moss Custom Pants. Let's see. Yeah, I'm I'm not too sure, but that's that's quite interesting. We might have to see if we get any Cabal Light Bearers. That would be amazing. That would be interesting. Why are Rasputin turrets friendly to the Hive? Oh, here we go. Okay, that's something. Um, the lab's protocols are cannibalizing each other. And Osiris says, the cryptoliths incite conflict in mind and mechanism alike. Even the sturdiest blades will eventually bend to Zivu Aroth's will. Yeah, that's kind of true. I mean, Zivu is corrupting Rasputin's, like, computing defenses with the cryptoliths and organic kind of science. I was going to say magic. It, it's not magic. It, it's science, but... Mm. Put us to war with our own technology to simultaneously weaken us and empower her. Yeah. She's basically the Sun Tzu of the Hive. That actually makes sense, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's she's the war god. She's done this for yeah. billions of years. Oh, actually, something uh, from, I think it was this week, or it might have been last week. The wizards, technically they're witches, they're female. The wizard enemies. Was it this week? I think it was this week. Yeah, this week. It's the second week. The wizards are two, they are the bane of the two species, two of the earliest species that the hive ever took out. I think one is, one is literally the first species that the, the krill ever took out. Um, the krill being the early hive. Yeah. Is, you know what? I have, I think I may still have the Astacross videos up. I do. Perfect. I'm just looking for that. The names in, names themselves aren't inherently important. Scourges of Zivu Wrath. Wait, one second. I had the perfect frame here. One as to cross. Get your shit together. <laughs> but also me. I should have researched this. Urn Nithros, Scourge of the Ammonite, which I believe is one of the first things that I've tried to take out. And looking at the other one, I really should have done my research, but my point stands. Urhanal, Scourge of the Dakoa. Yeah, early, early, like the, these wizards have been around with Zivu for years, as in billions of years. Like, even through, I mean, Zivu hasn't even really failed all that much. So the, the, these are people who haven't like gone to Oryx, gone to Sabathun in the same way that someone like what's the new glaive this season? I'd have it up in my mind if I... Uh, Kelgarath. Kelgarath, that's it, yeah. Um, Kelgarath has failed. He's pretty much like the opposite of the sword logic and I don't know how he still stands. Like, he should be dead by all measures. Yeah. He, I mean, we've killed him hun like not hundreds of times, but we've certainly killed him a lot. So I'm wondering, does he defy the sword logic? Kind of. Uh, 
his ascendant. If we kill him in the throne world at the end of the season, that might be interesting. I mean, the irony, the irony of the hive leaders is that they're kind of massive hypocrites because as soon as they get more powerful and become ascendant, they kind of forget that if you killed it, you deserve it. Yeah, that's if true. You get, sorry, if you get killed, you deserve it and you shouldn't be brought back. But uh, yeah, also also that, you know, they're not necessarily hypocrites. They kind of are because it's... Having an ascendant plane is like another set of armor, but also... Well, actually, you have to kill me in a specific spot for it to count. It's like an elementary school kid. Nerd emoji. The nerd emoji of the hive. Yeah. <laughs> if if it's like an elementary school kid who doesn't want to be tagged, so they make a safe zone for the like a safe zone on the spot. Yeah. Actually, this is a safe zone. You can't kill me here. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> so oh, that's I, that's all I'm going to imagine when I hear, when I see Kilgrath again, because we're going to see Just... him again. I'm sure. Just a nerd uh, emoji. Yeah. You can take Rolk's stance of, you know, calling them hypocrites or cowards. But also, strategy is strategy. You know, you can't beat a gimmicky Crucible loadout or fighting game character. Is it's the fault with you? Or is it the opponent's fault for using a working method? That's true. That's but Also, the Hive Gods need to stop making their throne worlds easily accessible to us. That's true. So... Uh, I don't think there's any other, any other questions. Yeah, Kilgareth has an Ascendant Realm. That's why he's not necessarily failing. But he did go, like, Oryx to Sabathun to Zivu now. And he is kind of a recurring minor character. Hmm. There's no Dawning Law either this season, which is kind of a pain, because I like the Dawning Law. Yeah. Uh, we'll wrap this up. Do you have any, any questions that come to mind to finish off? Not really. No? All right. Well, we can cover them next week. I'll see how things go with scheduling because Christmas is right around the corner. Actually, it's literally the 17th today. I don't know if I necessarily want to do one on Christmas Eve. That's up to you. I'm yeah. I'm down. I might I actually... end up doing a solo episode. Maybe we... a week break. Yeah. That's up to you. I'm down. No okay. matter what, cool. cool, cool, cool. It depends on whether I'm at my grandparents' house, yeah. grandparents' house or Same. not. Just yeah. seeing family is priority. Yeah, yeah, it is. Cool. So, thank you to everyone who's listened this far. I, yeah, I mean, not everyone does. So, big thank you to everyone, and rate it five stars. Send a review. Thank you very much. Share it with friends. That's probably the biggest thing at the moment. Share it with friends. Like the video. If I mean, I'm going to put the video up on YouTube. Like the video, yes. Unedited, but I might edit some things in the audio end. Thank you very much.